You are listening to the Pushing Buttons Podcast, the weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, concepts, and our opinions and experiences within the video game industry mm-hmm. each and every week on Tuesdays. Yes. Yeah. Follow us, subscribe to us, and you'll be notified of any new episodes that come out. And they're always out on Tuesday. My name's Kevin. My name's Robert. And this is Kyle. And this week we're going to be talking about a subject that kind of has Robert and I punching each other in the face. <laughs> With me in the middle. It, and it's working out wonderfully. We're going to be talking about monetization and post-release content and loot boxes and... Mm-hmm. All uh, of the above. Microtransactions. money after you've already spent money on a Season game. Season passes. Before we do that, we got a couple of things to hit up, particularly... How was the week of you? I think I want to know your week first, for once. My week first. I didn't do a whole lot. I bought WWE 2K19 like I said I was going to. Like I said, I thought I was going to. There you go. And it turns out that game's hard. (laughs) (laughs) I played a little bit of 2K16, but that this is really the first WWE game that I've played since WWE 12. And that was before 2K took it over. So the, the, the systems are... I'm still trying to get used to them. It's difficult. I'm getting better. Is uh, it one of those games where you have to like memorize a combo and stuff like that? Kind of like a fighting game? Not specifically, no. Hmm. Uh, there are maybe not combos, but there's like grappling maneuvers, there's striking maneuvers, hmm. there's uh, different types of maneuvers, and they're always done in the same way with the controller. It's just a matter of memorizing what does what and how, how gotcha. to, yeah, what positions the characters have to be in. Um, I've fiddled around a little bit with the creation tools. They're expansive. There's a lot. It's it's in-depth. I'm excited to actually fully delve into that. Hmm. I'm actually looking forward to streaming some of that as well. It's your <laughs> turn right now. I actually <laughs> want to get into the the story mode of that game. This, hmm. this is the first one in a while that's been fully voice acted and has a beginning and end in a long hmm. time. So it's... It's exciting to me. You create a character, start in the the independent in the, like a fake independent promotion, then get a contract for NXT and rise to the main roster and end up with your WrestleMania match. It, it sounds like fun. I'm, do all the actual wrestlers voice yeah. their characters? Yes, they do. Nice. Yeah, there are some problems with the game. Like I hate. I normally hate the commentary in the game. This year, it's not super bad. It's bad. It's not super bad. <laughs> Um, what I hate is the ring announcing, like when the person's coming to the ring Hmm. and the lady Jojo who does the ring announcing for Monday Night Raw, it's, it's super generic and super bland in the video game. It's, it's, it's off putting. Wait, what, what's a lady Jojo? The lady whose name is Jojo. Oh, I thought you meant that was like a the lady Jojo. Oh my God. I want to make a character called the lady Jojo. Lady Lady Jojo. And be like a potato character. Well, that's the idea I had in my head because I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry too. Lady JoJo's yeah. sound good right now. It's been a while since lunch. Um, I'll get into my. Do you want me to do my marvelous adventures? Please. Yeah. That's so why I asked you first. I haven't finished Phase Two yet. We're taking Phase Two a little slower than Phase One. Thank mm-hmm. goodness, because that was a lot of movies in one night. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, I did watch. I got to try to remember. The order that they went in. So it was <laughs> Iron Man three first, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And that was that was an okay movie. It was it was decent. It was an Iron Man movie, no mm-hmm. different than the others for me. A lot of suits. I found. We'll go into depth. I think we're gonna have a bonus episode specifically on the MCU. Oh, that's after be fun. I'm caught up. That'd be I'd so fun, that. dude. After I'm caught up through Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, is it, that's, that's the one that's the most after. Current one, yeah. yeah, yeah. After I watch that movie. 
we'll do a bonus episode oh, for cool. the MCU. Are you excited, excited, Robert? Hell yeah. This is amazing news. You actually interrupted him saying he was excited to ask him if he was excited. That's pretty Well, great. I was trying to drum up additional excitement. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, <laughs> so did you love the song choice for the beginning of Iron Man 3? Uh, <laughs> I liked it more than ACDC, if that means anything. But oh, that crap. Does. What was that it again? Does. I forgot. I'm blue. Daba dee daba die. Oh, that's yeah. right. Because it starts with the yes. flashback. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It was it was different than ACDC, which I appreciated. Um, <laughs> what was after that? Was that the movie, by the way, where they showed Robert Downey Jr. as like a younger version of himself? Yeah, yeah. It started off in like '99. Yeah, so you see him like as a younger version, right? No, that's Civil War. Oh, that's Civil War. <laughs> Sorry. Now I have to edit this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you said you said a naughty word. I didn't mean to <laughs> ruin that for you. I'm sorry. That's okay. You'll get there. Uh, what was the next movie? Um, was it Thor two? Dark World. I think so. Yeah, I, I, think, I think, think that was you're right. Thor two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was okay. Next. Yeah, it was pretty generic, hmm. wasn't it? What was next? Not very exciting movie. Captain America: Winter Soldier. Is Winter Soldier next? Yeah, and then and Guardians. Then Guardians. And then Avengers, and then, Avengers, and then Iron Man, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Captain America Winter Soldier is almost, in my opinion, almost as good as Captain America the First Avenger. Hmm. I liked that one more. Wasn't that a great movie? Like, the whole idea of Robert Redford being the villain? Like I said, I didn't care for it as much as the first Captain America. I, I, I thought it was it cool. Was, it was a good movie. Like, it was a good spy movie, I thought. Yeah. Like, that's what made it awesome. Yeah, I... I, I prefer Captain America in the past rather than mm. the present. Oh, okay. But he gets references now, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Guardians is Guardians. I've seen it a million times. Great movie. And yes, then I yes. stopped halfway through Avengers uh, Age of Ultron, which is my mm-hmm. first time watching Age of Ultron, and I'm stoked to finish it at some point. Oh, good, just, good. But I fell asleep. It was late at night, it's which for me movie, late at night is 1030. So. Yeah. 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 And you enjoyed the first half, so that's, that's Yeah, important. I really did. I love that opening scene, but like yeah. I said, we'll get into that in bonus yeah. episode. Okay. Uh, that was practically all of my week. What about you guys? Nice. Oh, well, I didn't do a whole lot this week. I think last week I mentioned I started watching Ozark. Ozark? I, I think you, you said that last week you were done with season one. Was I? I think I so. I thought I finished it last weekend after the fact. Either way, I finished season one. I've only watched the first episode of season two. Gotcha. But good lord, that is a good show. Yes. It really is. Absolutely. First yeah. episode was hard to get into, but it's after that, it just gets going. It just, like, drives on through it, to, like, yeah. the craziness. It ramps up. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, besides work, I didn't do a lot. I did start playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, really? Yeah. Been How playing that. that? How are you? Enjoy- how are you enjoying that? I'm enjoying it a lot. It feels really different from Origins. Oh, does it? Just weird. It really does. Hmm. It's a lot more RPG. Is it because I, of the the dialogue and yeah, the dialogue and just the way the world is? I guess feels a lot different. Huh. Like now, because I don't remember there being like stuff in Origins where you're like picking up. Or, like, mining for minerals and stuff, or, like, grabbing... No, it was all loot. Yeah. yeah so, in this one, it's a lot more like, say, Witcher or something, where you are you see, like, a group of rocks on the ground, and you press the A button to gather them, and then you got ore, or whatever. Oh. Mm. And then you got a stand of trees that's going, and so that's your 
oak or wood or whatever, and so you're actually crafting gotcha. all your stuff like that. Most of that in Origins, I think you had to stop the like the the, the people that were traveling mm-hmm. and carrying yeah, right. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just like like in caves, you find tons of the rocks. Like and it's stuff more like that. organic. It's not as <clears throat> like driven by the like the menu system. Yeah, that sounds kind of exciting. Nah, it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> but I'm really enjoying it. The game world. Is really beautiful. It is a lot different than <clears throat> Origins, just all the different Greek islands and stuff. And, like, the place where I am right now, it feels like um, three almost because it's, like, alpine forest and is cool. fall colors and all that, and it's really nice. And then you got, like, you know, blue waters, you know, different parts. But Wait, water's blue? Some. Okay. Some, yeah. Not here in the Pacific Northwest, no, no. as much. <laughs> we, we got gray water up here. Yeah. Um, Some brown water, too. Yeah. But I'm enjoying that a lot, actually. And that took me away from Forza. I wasn't planning to get sucked into it, but I did. So uh, that's it. Cool. Basically, yeah. Kyle. Well, I've had a pretty up-and-down week. Roller coaster. Yeah, work was rough this week. So gaming-wise, I didn't really do much. I tried to stream for us a couple times, but it didn't work out very well. Audio uh, stuff, you said? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, this is a recording on Friday, so Thursday night. I uh, had difficulty getting in the feel for playing a game. I started with Isaac, tried to do a run with Eve, and it didn't work out so well. So then I switched games to Doom. I thought maybe that would be exciting to play, but, you know, it's pretty much, it, put, it pretty much plays itself. It's not something that's really strategic. Right. You, you know, it's just mindless zombie which monster killing. Which is why it's great. Which is why it's <laughs> great, which I don't disagree with. But uh, I actually enjoyed my week more so with uh, watching a new show. Uh, I really love American Crime Story, like the O.J. Simpson. Oh, okay, I got Season you. one was really good. So Mariah started watching Versace, and I've been watching all of those right now. Uh, I'm on episode six now, but that is a crazy show. Huh. I saw the trailer for it on Netflix. With your recommendation, I might actually give it a shot. The O.J. Simpson. Yeah, the O.J. Simpson season was like one of the best dramas of last year. Yeah, my wife and I really liked that too, and she usually doesn't like that kind of stuff. So Interesting. Yeah. But uh, this season two covers the assassination of, uh, I think it's Gianni Versace. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the fashion world or anything, but uh, the main actor who plays the killer depicted in the season, mm-hmm. like, I could feel the malice coming from him when he plays that character. It scares the crap out of me. <laughs> that's that's a testament to the actor. Like, that show nails down the killer. Like, I read up a little bit behind the story of the real-life depiction of it. And uh, I just feel like this whole season has been really more brutal than the first season. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the O.G. Simpson <clears throat> trial, that was a lot more, like, racially biased. Mm-hmm. Like, in regards to, like, how is this court case going to go? But with the Versace season, it's more about the killer and why he became yeah. the way he well, was. Because the O.J. Simpson one is mostly 
it was the trial. The trial itself. The whole yeah. thing. And this is going before and it's actually showing the killings happen. Yeah. So And it was just like, holy crap. Like, they go really brutal with it. Mm. Like, I highly recommend it. It's a really great plot. And, you know, they actually show the history of Versace as well, mm-hmm. which I never really had a passion for fashion or anything involving that. No passion, passion for, for fashion. fashion. <laughs> no passion for fashion. But uh, That sounds like a hashtag. Hashtag. But they, <laughs> they show you why he was so great at what he did. Got a hash and no passion for fashion. <laughs> but it, it's pretty great. Like, it's from the... Same people who make American Horror Story. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I actually started watching season eight of that, too. Nice. And basically, uh, I watched the first four episodes, but I've only seen the first three seasons, so I'm not all caught up. The current the season is based on Trump's America, correct? No, that was last season, season oh, seven. Oh, uh, okay. Now it's what, Apocalypse? Apocalypse, yeah. I've never seen any of it, but it's never I like how leads to the other. But I really like Sarah Paulson. That's how she got her yeah. role in American Crime Story. It was because of her history with American Horror Story. But that was a really fun show to watch, too. Nice. Um, Gaming-wise, I didn't really do much else. I mean, uh, I have more exciting news concerning the future of my streams. Uh, today, this Friday that we're recording, uh, I've ordered several new things for the stream. So I've got like a Blue Yeti microphone. I'm getting the Elgato capture card. And I got a new headset. And testing that stuff out this weekend, right? Yes. Or, uh, hoping to. Hoping to, yes. So before right. this podcast goes up. Yes. And my, so if you haven't already, just follow us on Twitch so you can be yeah, there's, you know, up on all that stuff. I'm going to be posting to notifications on Twitter. There you go. So please follow us at, uh, at PushingButtonsP. Correct. Mm-hmm. Look at Kyle getting in on the Twitter game. Man, here. this is crazy, dude. At <laughs> Monumentous Kyle. Yeah, what Kyle said. Follow us on, on Twitter, Pushing Buttons P. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much all I have for my week. Cool. Well, I'm excited to delve into our main topic for, of today. And yes. I'm going to start off by saying, while the discussion might get a little bit heated, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that heated. No. The podcast title is pushing buttons and that's what we're here to do right now is push each other's buttons on well this just topic. don't bring up spider-man 2 and we'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> the movie, yeah. it's the pinnacle of superhero movies kevin <laughs> just be careful there that's a touchy subject so i will preface uh, what we're talking about with microtransactions dlc pre-order culture by saying that there is dlc that is worthwhile and there is stuff yes. that you spend money on that i i get angry it's absolute garbage i i get angry that it, it even exists yes and it makes me personally want to avoid anything that the company that puts that out does hmm. personally indeed I'm not saying I think everybody should have my opinion on it, and I know you're the same way, Robert. Mm -hmm. But from someone who just bought WWE 2K19 and knows that the career mode is based on an in-game currency that gives you random crap, I hate that stuff. Mm -hmm. I hate that stuff. The gamble-esque style of loot boxes, people have talked to this about this to death, and... That's kind of why it took us so long to actually talk about it is because it's been talked about so much. Mm-hmm. Very much. But I, this is for our opinions and experiences. Yep. 
And it came up because I was talking to Robert about his thoughts on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I said, I'm never going to play that garbage. That's pretty much an exact quote. Yeah. And he said, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I've liked Assassin's Creed games in the past, but Mm -hmm. Ubisoft has a very predatory stance on downloadable content microtransactions that makes me not want to touch any of their games. (laughs) I like Assassin's Creed. I love Far Cry. Uh, the Tom Clancy games are usually really good, but every game now just kind of seems the same. Where do you want to start with this? I don't. I don't even know, you know where, how where to begin. Start. Being the middleman, I think it's yeah. appropriate for me to start. Okay, okay, go for it. Because you guys have such extreme stances. I don't think they're really extreme. Yeah. I'd say Kevin's is way more extreme than mine. Correct. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, Kevin's I'd agree. the extreme. Kevin has a hard line. My view is if I enjoy a game. If I got my money's worth out of it, and I want more enjoyment from it, then I don't see a problem paying more for DLC that I know I'm going to enjoy for a per hour by dollar basis. So I look at it logically. When you say DLC, yes, you're talking about additional content added to the main game. Correct, like expansions. Yes, I, I would agree. also say like weapon packs. And costume packs? I draw a line there. I really enjoy those because I feel like I have more options in making my character unique as opposed to other people. Personally, I appreciate when that stuff's already in the game and you can get it by just progressing through the game naturally. Well, I mean, yeah, like back from when we were gaming on PS2 or whatever, it's definitely changed a lot. Oh, yeah. Like you don't get the full game anymore in some cases. right. Like, uh, a great example of that would be uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I heard that game was really polarizing with the DLC because they pretty much released DLC to finish the story of that game. Mm. This is why a big portion of why I never even played it to begin with, but I still want to play it eventually. But there are multiple games where that's the case. So specifically mm. with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm-hmm. you've played the game, Robert. Um, I have. Does it bug you that they push the store so much like it bugs me? Because they push that. Like, the first thing you see when you open up an Assassin's Creed game anymore mm-hmm. is the store, buy this pack, buy that pack, buy a Time Saver pack. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of annoy you at all, or is it just like, ah, I can see it, but skip right past it? I just skip right past it okay. because it's not for me. Right. You know, I don't care about, um, like, costume packs and all that, you know. Some people do. I, I'd be nice if those were in the games, but I'm never going to pay extra money for that because I just don't care. You know, it's not for me. I'm fine with what's in the game. And so it doesn't bug me seeing it. Okay. You know, it's not for me. Kyle's feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did want to ask, though, Origins was almost the exact same way, and you enjoyed that game, and you played it for a good long while. I did. I bought that. Didn't I buy that on sale? I didn't buy that when it came. I bought it several months after it came. Yeah, out. I believe so. Yeah, I bought that on sale, mm-hmm. knowing what I was getting into. Right. And I do. While I do take these stances, I also do get to the point where it's like, okay, now I feel like I can play the game because I don't feel pressured to be able to have to buy these these items. And for me, it's more the fact that they they prey on people with mm-hmm. typically typically not specifically Ubisoft, but. Yeah, kind of Ubisoft and other companies take advantage of people that have uh, have gambling addictions or yeah. 
they'll they'll see a chance to get something and be like, okay, I'll spend money on a chance to get that. I'm a sucker for lottery tickets. At least I used to be. I have to work mm-hmm. really hard to not buy that stuff. So when I see that stuff in video games, I know I'm going to be tempted to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. I have to be because that's that's how my mind works. I see something with a chance. I love slot machines, and they it seems like games know that. See, that makes more sense to me why you would have that stance because I don't have that problem. I gotcha. Never been. I've played slots once in my life, and I didn't care for it at all. Did nothing for me. But and the thing is with Assassin's Creed is none of it's like it's not a mystery box or anything. You know why you're buying. Right. They show you, so it's there for just the people that want that specific thing. It's not like oh, I might get a chance to get this legendary item or whatever. It's it's not like that. So it's if you see it and you want it, you can buy it. If not, yeah, you move along. And I will mention that games like uh, Path of Exile, they have that kind of stuff in there. Not the loot boxes that mm-hmm. you get random stuff, but the same way that Assassin's Creed does where you pay for specific stuff. Mm-hmm. Except it's all cosmetic, which I very much appreciate. Mm-hmm. But the best thing about that is that game's free. The only money they make is off of those cosmetic microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of game that I'm willing to spend money on when it's right. a free game. And these guys are like, hey, if you if you support us, you want us to keep making stuff, throw some money at us, and we'll keep doing it. When it gets to a point where you're paying 60 to $120 for a game, depending on which of the seven pre-order editions you want to get, mm-hmm. and then the first thing you see when you get into the game is give us more money. Mm-hmm. That it, it pisses me off. It's like, I, I just spent 60 bucks or more to get this game. Yeah. Don't push me to spend more money on it right now. Give me give me 20 hours with the game and then ask me. Yeah, I would not recommend uh, Blizzard Entertainment. <laughs> I've played every Diablo game for hundreds of hours each. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds of hours. I mean, this is a guy who just bought the BlizzCon virtual ticket for 50 bucks to get cosmetic. Is that kind of like a season pass type deal? No, there's a huge event called BlizzCon. Right. And if you want to watch all of the uh, development uh, demonstrations as well as like reveal streams, mm-hmm. as well as like, uh, you know, like fan contests, like cosplay competitions, you can buy a virtual ticket. It's $50. It gives okay. you access to so the you whole can watch event. watch all the feeds and everything? Yes. Oof. Yeah, I know. You're like, Kyle. <laughs> what is wrong with you, boy? <laughs> I ain't gonna judge you, man. That does sound like Robert. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I highly enjoy watching BlizzCon, so mm-hmm. I think to me it's worth it. Yeah. Like you're the, a big fan of the, you know, the company, the games. their games, and yes. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, uh, the best reward were the World of Warcraft cloaks. They get one for Alliance, one for Horde, and look really badass. That's kind of why I impulsively bought it so early. Because BlizzCon's not till November 4th. Right. So basically I was like, oh, I really want to make my transmog look cool and wow. So I... Nice. <laughs> uh, basically I went ahead and did that. But I really enjoy BlizzCon. I enjoy Blizzard products. I used to buy Overwatch loot boxes prior to getting back into WoW. When I talk about taking advantage of gambling addiction, Overwatch I'm is, a prime example of that. That yeah. game is a prime example of yes. what I'm talking yes. about. Blizzard is absolutely remorseless. They think that they should be void of all the, the controversy yeah. because they did it first and they do it, quote, better. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, I was really into it for a while. Like, when the game first launched, 
I was like, oh, I would love to get all the skins so I can keep, you know, having fun with the game. And right. basically, I was a huge fan of their seasonal events where they release seasonal loot boxes and new costumes with those seasons. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got to the lunar event, like the Chinese New Year one, that was back in like February 2017, I was like, I got to stop doing this because <laughs> I don't enjoy the game anymore. <laughs> So I stopped buying loot boxes for Overwatch. It's been a year and a half since then. I mm-hmm. haven't played Overwatch since then. You got your 18-month chip? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, I still enjoy the game every now and then, but I don't play it as much as I used to. Hmm. Like Hearthstone. Like, that's a whole other category for me, <laughs> which I talked about my guilty pleasures portion of the episode. Yeah. So, Robert, you play... A lot of games, a lot of AAA games. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I don't, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Right. But you play a lot, and it's usually around the time they come out. Mm-hmm. Are you ever tempted to buy stuff? I'm sure Forza has a bunch of stuff that you can buy, like stuff for your cars or looks for your cars or specific cars. Again, that stuff doesn't interest me so much. Okay. I did buy the gold edition or the ultimate edition of that game just because I was taking advantage of the. Uh, Amazon 20% off deal before it went away. Nice, so like, yeah. might as well get the steel book and all that. So yeah. I am getting all that stuff anyways. But normally, like I said, cosmetic stuff of any kind, I usually never care for. What I like is when it's an, a big expansion pack. So, so I get the, like, season pass for that for, you know, to get a whole new experience. Yeah. Not just little stuff for this base game that I already have. Spider-Man's a good example of what I would consider DLC done right, mm-hmm. where they announce it ahead of time, and they're working on it in the meantime. Yeah. And you can buy... There is a is, there is a season pass, right? I think so, yeah. Um, and it adds more content, more mm-hmm. like story, more stuff to do in the game, yeah. rather than just be like, hey, you've got some new weapons. You you can yeah. dress your, your character up a little differently. Mm-hmm. Is that stuff I get in the game already? It's like, there's plenty of armor and weapons in the game. I don't, why am I going to pay for more that's essentially doing the same thing? Yeah. I played Star Trek Online for a little bit, and I think I mentioned Mm -hmm. this on the podcast way back when we first started, but I did, I did get some cosmetic DLC for my Mm -hmm. characters. I love the next generation. I had to dress up my characters like they were from the next generation (laughs) because the game's free. Mm -hmm. I wanted to spend some money on it. I think the last time I bought something cosmetic was. Horse armor for Oblivion. Oh God, was that a joke when you did it? Wait, you actually bought that? I didn't know people actually did. I think I, well, I think I got all the DLC for that game. Oh, okay. This was what? Oh, God, almost ten years ago. Yeah, over ten years ago. Something like that. You so know, I'm not. Gonna... I was a teenager with money to spend. Yeah. So I love that game. Like for Kevin and I, we were like working at Target in our twenties. So when Fallout DLC came out, it was a big event for me. Like, because the season passed, there was, like, four different expansions mm-hmm. for Fallout 3, and same for New Vegas. And I actually bought the season pass, and I was, like, geared up for those releases. So I feel like expansions, that DLC is worth the money. Oh, yeah. Usually, yeah. Because it opens up new level caps or new weapons or new quests. It's, it's more the quests, the story, the characters that, that I appreciate about mm-hmm. it. Uh what do you guys think about 
games coming out with pre-orders in like seven different editions, and you need to look at spreadsheets to figure out which one you even want to look at. <laughs> I'll That's, tell you what. The uh, Ultimate Edition comes with this, but it doesn't come with what the Super Deluxe Omega Omega Edition comes with. But look, if you get the, the Prime Exclusive mm-hmm. Super Duper uh, one, you get the statuette and the poster. I'll tell you what. Like, from when I was 20, my game purchasing tendencies have changed significantly same there's so many games now that release with a season pass dlc all of the above you know and it's like your 60 dollars gets you the base game only sometimes if you just wait six months that game will drop half in price with all the dlc usually usually that's what i do now i we i tend to wait a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and then I'll buy the game cheap, say on a Steam sale, with all the DLC with it, mm-hmm. and I'll end up paying maybe twenty dollars less or thirty dollars less than the base game itself at launch. Yeah, and, and still have all the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still get all the extras. That's what I did with Assassin's Creed Origins. I bought the, I think it was the Gold Edition for thirty-five dollars, mm-hmm. and this was like not even six months after it came out. I played it in June of this year. And I was able to really have a good time with it. But I, I just don't see the appeal of buying a game like that at launch. Right. I if mean, you have something else that you're playing and not mm-hmm. really necessarily going to spend right. time with the new game right Like away. for me, my philosophy is if it's a game that I'm dying to play, Woo-hoo! yeah, I'll buy it day one. But for games that I'm not as excited to be playing, I'll wait. Do you want to say I do miss the days of... When it's just, like, Halo 2 is the first example for me when there's a game, 10 bucks more, you got the collector's edition. Right. With the steelbook and all that. Oh, yeah. man, those are the, the glory days. That was the first one I remember and the first one yeah. I ever got. And I miss those days where you had the regular, yes. you had collectors, and that was it. Mm-hmm. You just had, had a choice. Choices. And, you yep. know, it was 10 bucks more, 20 bucks more. Now, and yeah. like, Assassin's Creed, as much as I love those games, they're really annoying with that. There's like you seven got. editions to choose from. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. And then now they're getting into editions where there's... Usually there was one edition with a statue. Now there's two editions with two different statues. Yeah. Which one do you want? And now they're... Instead of, you know, 80 or 90, 100 bucks, now they're 150 plus. And I used to be super into statues. Last one I got, I think, oh, was... Man. Yeah. I think I got the one for Assassin's Creed Unity, actually. Huh, really? Yeah, I think so. I right. think that was the last one I got. Now I just, you know, getting married and having kids and don't have room for them anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, the but, space it takes up is just too much. Yeah, I just miss having, like, Red Dead Redemption. I really wish they would have a collector's edition, but they don't. They have the GameStop, like, gift edition or whatever that doesn't even come with the game. Right. It just comes Ridiculous. with all the stuff. All the collector's that edition stuff. Five years ago would have come with the game. Mm-hmm. And it pisses me off. It's it's aggravating. The last yeah. uh, statuette that I got was for pre-ordering oh. <laughs> um, Star Wars: The Old Republic Collector's Edition. Mm-hmm. And that was 120 bucks, and I I felt vindicated and validated. Oh, I bought that too when it was on sale, and I got it for like 25 bucks. Yeah, but I, I, that, I love game, when that, happens. that game I was looking forward to for yeah, got a year and a half. Yeah, two that was years. super hyped up. I, I I built a computer to play that game. Mm-hmm. That's why I specifically bought my. And it's still my current computer. And that was seven, eight years ago. Nice. Oh, yeah, I need to upgrade my computer. It sounds like it's still chugging along nice though. 
It it can. It does a little bit. Yeah, I we're not getting as hostile as I thought we might. I think the biggest thing we were getting hostile about the other day was when you were saying um how it's making you feel like you have to buy experience and stuff to progress in the game. Oh, the time savers. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the time savers. Okay. Cuz I have heard from I'm a I'm a fan of Jim Sterling on YouTube, on Twitter. I follow his stuff. I watch his videos. I like his stuff because he's a consumer advocate. He fights for the rights of consumers. And he's very anti-big publisher when they do <laughs> crap like this. And one of the big things that he was talking about is how a lot of reviews that are out there, they're kind of avoiding uh, talking about specific issues with DLC microtransactions <laughs> because they don't want to rock the boat with any uh with any publishers so right. they can still keep their relationship built yeah. so they get the early copies and can review games Control life goes on but he was saying that people that he is friends with at those places was telling him after the fact that they actually they, they didn't like playing the game until they bought those time savers they felt <laughs> it was necessary to buy those to be able to enjoy the game at the pace that it was made mm-hmm. it, it felt like to a lot of people that if you don't buy that, you're progressing too slowly through the game, and it feels like it's it's more work than it's worth. Mm-hmm. But with the time savers, to me, it seems like you're paying to not play the game. And that's then a, another point that Jim Sterling was making, mm-hmm. that if you're buying time savers, or if you're selling time savers, selling a way for people to skip portions of your game, you're saying that your game's not worth playing. So why have stuff in the game to begin with if you're going to be getting money from people to skip those portions it's 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 super greedy and it just seems like they're telling the customer that their game's not worth playing well let's be real for a second the only reason why those are even in the game to begin with is to make money is to pad out the length of the game to make people go oh this game's 60 hours it's totally worth your money that's another good point i agree and it's total Dang it, Kyle! That's You're making why... me edit the crap out of this episode. <laughs> I'm I'm super uh, feeling this beer right now. <laughs> you you chose well, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. And what were you gonna say about it, Robert? <laughs> I was just gonna say, why would a p- publisher not want people to play their game? What would be the goal in that? That's the thing. They put stuff in there because to, they want in, money to entice. If people. you're getting XP, you're still playing the game. You're still doing missions. You're, you're not getting less. the XP, and all of a sudden, two hours later, you're at the end of the game. Woo! Why would somebody do that? To play it less. Why? Why would they pay 60 bucks for because a game to play it less? time is money. It's all connected. Time is It makes no the sense. Biggest that, then why would they have it in the game? Because they want to make money for the stupid people that do buy it. That's what yes. exactly. That is yes. exactly my point. I know. That's exactly <laughs> right. I do not But that's their prerogative. But Any company is out there to make money. Naturally, but to Kyle's point, that, that's why they expend. That's why they make the game longer than it needs to be to get the full feel of the story and the universe and the mm-hmm. characters. They, I mean, they make the game longer it, than it needs to be. How long to entice it, people to buy those time saver packs? How long does it take for a development company to add collectibles to their game? Like, how much do you? How many man hours do you think? I have zero idea. I mean, I can't imagine it's very much. Like, I feel like the only reason they put those in there is to... For people like you who like 100% everything. Exactly, because I have no life. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not just that. It's it's more the fact that you need that sense of completion. I do. I get it. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I can't complete the game, 
then it'll always be open. It'll always be on my mind. I won't have the complete experience, even though it's artificial length technique. Yeah, I just feel like I have to do it so I can move on with my life. <laughs> I did want to quote from an article that I read. Okay. Screen rant. Uh, they were talking about um, because I guess there's a quest in Odyssey that kind of pokes fun at EA. It's like microtransactions and stuff like that. And they were talking about how it's stupid that Odyssey would do that when they're doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But the article says, It is possible to go throughout the entirety of Assassin's Creed Odyssey and never pay an extra dime. The game is generous, giving out XP, materials, and even items from its extensive armory. Odyssey's progression isn't built on the expectation that users will shell out shell out extra cash to move forward in the game. Hmm. But it says, you know, they're not playing devil's advocate. They're still saying, yet the fact that these microtransactions exist at all is a problem, especially since Odyssey is calling attention to the exact same practice in other games. And I wanted to point that out saying, you know, they thought the same thing I think, which is I've leveled up like I would in any normal game. It's yeah. not slowed down for me, but I will say my friend Patrick, hi Patrick, He's not going to listen. He picked it up, and he was playing it the other night, too. And there's, like, the first island in the game. And then there's, like, a a bounty hunter you have to face. And he's, like, level four or five. You know, start out one, obviously. And by the time I did all the missions on the island, I was already level four or five. And he said he had done everything on the island, and he was still, like, two levels below me. So he's like, how did you get all that XP? So Hmm. I don't know if it's maybe it's a thing with certain users or something. I don't know how they would do that. Did but... you buy a time saver pack? <laughs> Hell no. no, he didn't. Hell no. <laughs> no. Obviously he wouldn't. So, yeah, my experience, which is all I can attest to, is it's been like any other Assassin's Creed game. I've leveled up just the same. Got... I just I love going out and exploring all the different side missions. There are a lot of people that play those games just for the stories, though. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you pay sixty bucks for a story, you should be able to play that story and not have to do the side stuff that is mm-hmm. in the game called optional. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, I see that. In order to have like a an even like an equal advantage to what you're doing in the story, mm-hmm. you do have to do that side stuff. When the game lists it as optional, it's not really optional. Right. That. Well, not all the time. I mean, basically, it's your own volition to pursue those uh, side objectives. Yeah, like, but you sometimes need the XP to be able to be matched up with the, the enemies mean, that you're fighting. Does that really apply anymore? I'm sure there are people that play just stories I and mean, not side I stuff. I feel like the only time that's really applicable is like JRPGs, specifically as a RPG. Because you have to grind mobs to get experience. Yeah. And that way you can progress in the game. I could see that happening in games like Assassin's Creed. I'm not saying I don't think so. I really don't. I feel like if people... This is what... Almost almost the 10th game? Or close to that? Of this series? (laughs) Unless you count the the handheld. Yeah, (laughs) so people... It's like the 13th, 14th, 15th. Their fan base knows why they're buying the game and what they want to do with the game. So they know that it's, well, now it's an RPG. You do all the side quests. It's for people that want to do all that stuff. And if they don't want to do that stuff, you know, they just, it's not their game. They also know the fan base well enough to know how to exploit, how to get more money out of them. I mean, to bring that back, like, there's so much variety in games' path of progression. Like, level scaling is a thing now that many games do well. 
That is true. But I don't. Does Assassin's Creed do level scaling? I think specific areas have specific levels. In the Origins, that because I remember the case. Origins yeah. wasn't like that. Yeah. Yeah, they had like specific, each mm-hmm. region had like levels. Yeah. They they listed what it was on the map. That's right. They that's still right. have that. Yeah. In Odyssey. Yeah. In Odyssey. Okay. Well, I mean, I can understand, like having to grind. Honestly, and that's it, why time savers exist to eliminate the grind. But they put the grind into the game intentionally. That, that's mean, what. But that's the debate. That's the debate. Is nope, that they put well, the grind in there for people that either a don't want to be completionists or yeah. or b just have money to spend. I mean, for me personally, I don't see the point of it. Time savers, because if you bought the game, you bought it knowing you want to play through it, like you're excited about that's it. Exactly my point. You gave them money to be able to have the opportunity to play. I want to play every mission I can, yeah. explore every cave, get everything. That's... Yeah, that's how we, uh, the three of us play, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there are millions of other people that agree, but there are probably There's also millions the of hand. us, Kevin. <laughs> there are probably <laughs> millions of other people that don't want yeah. to do everything. Right. In Assassin's Creed Origins, by the time I hit the level cap, I stopped doing the side stuff. I'm like... I am tired of this BS. This is so much collectible stuff, hmm. so much run to this point, do this, run to this point, do that, escort mission this, escort mission that. I got tired of it, and I busted through the story when I hit the level cap. See, knowing your typical video game tendencies, that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> I can't be the only person. No, you I might be not. the only person yeah. in the room, but I can't be the only person in the world. Right. And it's... it's it, I, I will agree that it's predatory with Jim. When I say agree, it's with Jim. I don't Cameron. think it's predatory, though. I honestly think you have a choice when you decide to give them your credit card information to pay for that service. They're just look. They're opportunistic. That's the word I think you're looking for. No, I'll I'll stick with predatory because they stick it front and center, flashing lights, this and that. Well, I maybe mean, not specifically flashing lights in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, <laughs> but in general, that type of. But you have to content. see it from the company's perspective, though. They I want mean, money. They want money to make more games. <laughs> if I'm in business, I want money too. To grow their company—that's the whole objective. They want to expand. I understand, but I disagree with the fact that they need to exploit their customer base to be able to do it. Other, I don't think it's exploiting, though. Other companies can make money without trying to artificially lengthen a game. You said it, to artificially lengthen a game to get people That's to correct. buy these microtransactions. But they put that in there with the base game. You can explore those collectibles because, for me, I enjoy that because I make my own story along the way as I complete those side objectives. Some people just like to experience the story in the game as it is. But then why <laughs> cause a fuss over DLC? Because sometimes if you're just experiencing the story, you need to buy the time savers to be able to get to the level to be able to beat the next story. But that's mission. why they, a lot of games have been doing, I've noticed, like adjust the story mode. Yes, you can that's have, amazing that games do that Exactly. Now. So it's if you want to just do the story, you can play on easy. And it's a whole lot easier. You can just do the story. Some games do that. Yeah. Some companies are very smart in the way that yeah. they're... I love that they're making easy modes or story mm-hmm. modes or... Yeah. It's I like it for like, like going back to replay some, you know. If I don't, if yeah, I just yeah, want to experience the story again, but I don't care about all the difficulty, story mode. I, it feels like putting time savers in is telling me that the person that made the game or that the company that made the game is telling their customer, "Our game's not worth playing. You can pay to skip it." And if you're making a product that you're telling people is not worth playing, why are you making that product? I still believe like the reason behind it is to make money. Give that option to players. It is 
obviously not every option. player is going to have that kind of time. Like I know for me, I like to collect those things. I make time for it. But there are certain people who may not have that time. I think of Robert and his family. Maybe he doesn't have that kind of time. Time saver. Boom. He can collect that stuff as he's playing, make his own story along the way, not having to scour walkthroughs on your phone, you know, trying to get all these collectibles. To spend more money is, if you want to do that, that you have to spend more money to be able to play that way. I what mean, happened to spending 20 to 60 bucks <laughs> on a game and getting the experience you wanted out of it? That's true. I mean, there's several games where the whole game was not released on launch. Like, they have on-disc DLC. A great that example, is a whole other piece of crap. <laughs> I mean, a great example of that would be, like, the fighting games with having cosmetic stuff on the disc, mm-hmm. but having to pay to unlock it. That's where I draw the line. I think that's total bullshit. What? So I'm glad that you quoted something because I also had nice. something pulled up to quote. And this is from Jim Sterling's Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I don't praise the guy. I don't, like, have a, an obsession with him. He's just a very good consumer advocate who mm-hmm. most of his opinions I agree with. A lot I don't, but most I do. And he was getting into a discussion, a debate, with someone on using the words predatory and exploitative, uh, talking about these styles of microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of it was him talking about people that were calling the other guy out and debasing the other guy, which is totally wrong. He's trying to have a... Normal Twitter. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. He says, as far as as calling this stuff predatory, loot boxes and similar gambling mechanics already stated to exploit problem gambling and studies such as those seen in Australia are nothing short of what I call them, predatory. Again, I'll continue to call them that. Microtransactions found their popularity in free-to-play games where the trade-off for free entry was psychological sleeve-tugging to get you to pay st- for stuff. Hmm. And that was so many years ago with with things only getting more manipulative since then. Games like Dead Space 3 had their entire gameplay loop altered to house them. It's a great example. Games have been deliberately unbalanced, Shadow of War, Star Wars Battlefront 2, in order to make microtransactions transactions appealing. Mm-hmm. This is nothing short of exploitative. They're making games worse while asking for more money. And he, he goes on. but mm-hmm. You know... That's to, where most of my viewpoint comes from. I understand that, because for me, Dead Space 3 in particular, the whole game was a mess. Because EA decided to exploit their fan base for the series by having them buy into this artificial collectathon for ammo because in dead space 3 what they did was they made all ammo you get in the game universal so there was no management of resources for a survival horror game basically Isn't that the basis of a survival horror game? yes and that's yeah. why dead space 3 suffered hmm. as a sequel to a game series that was already like established as a survival horror trilogy what EA did was exploitive, I would say. Basically, everything you would come across in the game, it would feed into that system of microtransactions. Because mm-hmm. there were certain doors that were locked where you'd have to collect, say, a power node that's a collectible in the game. And you can't open them all because you have to use power nodes to also upgrade your weaponry. 
So it gave you like a but choice. But you could buy them with money, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, you know, there is a way around it. Basically, uh, pulling up the dev console and saying plus no, <laughs> whatever. You know, like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example. But the only thing I can really think of is like a companion app for a game where if you send your minions on missions, they give your resources back to use in the game. <laughs> right, okay. You can do that with Dead Space 3. But within really? within the game, you have like these things called survey bots or something like that, and you send them out on missions. They've done that in Assassin's Creed too, where you send yeah. your, your ship out or your, your mm-hmm. crew out to do, your brotherhood yeah. out yeah, to do exactly. other Yeah, War, World of Warcraft does this as well. Uh, basically, you send them out to get like uh, resources by scavenging. The Old Republic did that too. You sent your yeah. companions out to do specific missions and basically to get resources. It just really sucked because you had to wait like hours to mm-hmm. get resources to access areas of the game that were locked behind that paywall. Or you buy a time boost, a time saver, right? Yeah. And I feel like in that particular genre of gaming. Like, microtransactions had no place being there. It should have been sold as a complete adventure start to finish. But you had to wait hours for these robots to find resources to carry you forward in the game. It was total crap. That's what made Dead Space 3 so disappointing. I'm just of the mind if you pay full price for a game, which who knows what full price is anymore... If you pay the price of admission, you should be able to get a full experience. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you need to spend money, or if they feel like they need to sell you ways to get through the game faster, it seems useless to me. Cosmetic items, I am all for people selling cosmetic items for their games. It, I like, I'm a sucker for cosmetic items oh, yeah. in games me that too. I love. Yeah. It's, it's a great way to support games that you love, mm-hmm. and it's... It makes you look cool. It's about the cool factor online. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see Bethesda doing the crap out of that with Fallout 76. Yeah. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah. I'm sure. I I know it's easy to look at games with microtransactions and say, like, they're not for me, so why do I care? And I used to have that opinion. I really mm-hmm. did for, for a very long time. And then I got to a point where it's like, well, now this is starting to bug me because it's getting to become a trend. And now it's expected, and it's just getting higher and higher elevated. It's it's more and more each time. And when's it going to stop? What what's the limit? When are they going to stop pushing this stuff? Never. Or when are they going to start pushing more stuff? When is it going to be where you have to fight through menus of the store to even be able to start the game? I mean, that's the trend that's currently taking off. Like, I'll ask both of you. Like, which game do you feel like epitomizes? your stance on the whole topic. Like, which is, like, the shining example? Of a uh, done right? Done right and a done wrong. I, I mentioned Path of Exile. Perfect yes. example. Well, they have tons... How about done wrong? I was, l- let me gush about Path of Exile for a minute. Yes. They have tons of microtransactions. Tons, but the game is free. The game's free, the game's free, the game's free. <laughs> uh, done wrong. You can play Battlefront 2. To... Yeah, you can point to any you yeah. can cur- point to any current EA game <laughs> and say that that's probably done wrong. Yeah, I'm not on the EA hate train. Just that they have a track record for a reason. Mm-hmm. How about you, Robert? I, like I said, I usually don't pay attention to that stuff. So I, mm. yeah, God of War, not having microtransactions or DLC. 
I kind of want DLC for that game, like expansions. I mean, I do too. But I'm also willing to wait another five, six years for a sequel. I will say, like, if Spider-Man had had a pack of extra suits or something, that is something I might have bought. There you go. That's what I wanted. Cosmetics, I... Cosmetics, I can look at and be like, yeah. that's not for me. I, no, I was I hoping can do that. That I was, game, I, I might have. I was hoping you say Witcher Three because you played the expansions. Yeah, I mean, we've all agreed that expansions are good. Yeah, you, I can pay money for. But expansions. what uh, CD Project Red? Good job, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that took some extra effort. <laughs> they released cosmetic DLC free. That is, yeah, Remember? that's a good point. That is what weird. Was that? 18 yes. pieces of free DLC? Yes. There's the missions, yes. cosmetics. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never heard about that? In 2016, 17, 18? 2015. When it came out. Holy They announced balls. that there was going to be two expansions, yep. but there is either 16 or 18, I think, free pieces, pieces of, of DLC. DLC that were coming out. Over the yes, month. and they were mostly cosmetic. I totally forgot about those. But I want to say, like, I that feel was, like... That was Bravo. Yeah, that was <laughs> Bravo. Good yeah. on them. Like, I feel like I know they're going to be pressured to do the same thing with Cyberpunk. See, but that's the thing. They're they're independent. They publish mm-hmm. their own stuff, so Correct. they don't need, they don't yes. have anybody pushing them besides whoever their board of directors might be. I mean, God, I can feel it. I know what's going to happen. They're going to release the game. They're going to be like, here's some free stuff, and basically, it's going to be cosmetics. Like, you know, how they were going over, like, the clothing the stuff for you your wear. car and for the clothes. Yes, and, yeah, like, that will yeah. be free and weapons and stuff. And, of course, they'll release their big expansions. And that'll be something you pay for, but that's, like, a whole new experience. Yeah. Like, I'm okay I paying feel for like, that stuff. Like, that's great. Yeah. Like, we need more of that. That's what games used to be. Games I mean, on PC, any RPG that you played on the PC back in the day, Neverwinter Nights, Diablo. Yeah. Uh... Ballers Gate, any of those, they had expansions. They released mm-hmm. them for a portion of the price of the game because mm-hmm. it was additional. The first expansion I ever bought was Hellfire for Diablo. And I don't even think that was made by Blizzard. I think that was Sierra that did that. I mean, it's really hard to draw a fine line in the sand because there's so many varieties of DLC. If it's value added, charge money. If it's not value added, don't charge money. I mean, line in the sand. You could be Boom. someone who buys everything and you'll end up spending hundreds of dollars more than what the base game is. And you'll mm-hmm. probably find the same amount of enjoyment. I don't have a fault with that. I feel like the fault is with the people who decide to buy bits and pieces of it to justify their own gameplay experience. And then they use that in turn to, say, for future gaming installments, to have that thrown on them from developers like they'll see you lost me a little bit yeah (laughs) no basically if someone buys like say one piece of dlc it tells the developer okay someone bought this we can add more and over time that'll happen but basically for those of us who buy every piece of dlc that the developers saying okay this guy gets it he's on our he's on board with our plan to buy everything so we're going to cater more to the person who buys one or two pieces. That way we can expand our DLC reach. That's where you and I differ. You're blaming the consumer. I'm blaming the developer. I do blame the consumer. Absolutely. It was a consumer-driven I'm guilty problem of this. <laughs> that is now exploited. 
by the publisher and the but developer. But we fed the developers and the publishing companies this. We they, bought the special that's, collections. That's why you said that yeah, we did it, and now they're taking problem. advantage yeah. of it. It's because of our spending habits. I feel like it's not the developers or the publisher's fault. It's because of us as a consumer, that consumer mentality. That's what's feeding into this. I think it started it. It and, started it. And then they're, they're exploiting our consumer-driven economy. They're exploiting it. I mean, by releasing more, and these <laughs> microtransactions are. Just I feel a like the people who it. buy everything—that's like the top five or ten percent of consumers. Like Super it's pain. such a small <laughs> number. I'm okay with buying. Back when Mass Effect was good, yeah, I was okay with buying everything to do with that. I bought comics. I bought books. I exactly. Bought, I got yeah. the standee for Mass Effect Two when that came out. Before nice. I realized that was a piece of garbage game. I mean, it, it's our own consumer spending habits that we've been like programmed with since being kids i mean it it's like a cycle it's basically feeds into one another i'm kind of going out of topic no it's, you're not <laughs> That's actually topic. yeah you're completely on topic mm-hmm. i mean i feel like i'm going to the bigger picture you see basically. what i'm saying though robert don't you at least yeah. in my response to him is that yeah, yeah I, I agree that it was a consumer problem to begin with I mean, but now yeah, they're taking I, advantage of it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's because of us that this happened to begin with. But they don't need to be taking advantage of this. They can be saying, "Whoa, guys! I know it's a business. They need money, mm-hmm. but they right. can they can charge what they feel is necessary for a game and not take but, advantage of people spending extra nickels." But and it's dimes either along that or games go up in price initially, because. I mean, we've had $60 games for, like, over 15 but years nobody's now. nobody's told these companies to spend millions of, of dollars and have thousands of man hours and hundreds of people working on these games. But it's basically because... They've done that. They've had the same prices that for yourself. so long. Exactly. The price of games has been, like, stagnant since, I think it's like the PS2 days. This could be a whole nother... A whole nother discussion. It does tie in. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, in, like, if you think about $50 back in the day mm-hmm. with inflation. Yeah, that's, that's like, like 120 bucks now. Yeah. I get it. And get it's it. not the same price from back then. No, I know. But the, the people that use that argument saying that they should just increase, they're, if they do that, especially at this point, they're going to charge 120 bucks for a game and then have even the same amount of microtransactions in the game. Because they See, think they can have I their don't... cake and f*** it too. That might be a just quote. I, <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. I think that's where we hit the brick wall with this conversation. That's where we're at. That's the point where we decide moving forward. No matter what we do as consumers, the people that make the product are going to take advantage and try to make more money. I feel I'm like a salesman in my right. profession, my day-to-day profession. Exactly. I do not yeah. take advantage of somebody when they need something. Indeed. I feel like as a person, as a human being, mm-hmm. especially even a salesman, building a rapport with your customer, building that trust is much more valuable in the long term than getting a hundred bucks out of them now. Because you can get a fifty bucks from them later, fifty bucks after that, fifty bucks after that, and have them keep coming back to you, build that trust, build that rapport, keep getting money in the long run, rather but, than just get it all now. But do we need video gaming as a product for our lives? Is it a necessity for us to survive? No. Then that's where we're at. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's where we're at. 
we're at this is not, this is our hobby this is what we do it's for not nece- it's not necessary for us to live our everyday lives it's a choice it's a hobby and it's we choose not... how much money we want to put into exactly. it exactly that's what i'm getting at thank you i still don't think it's the consumer's fault oh man we fed into this it's the culture we created because we were so obsessed with having everything with the game now that it's blood through everything, all sorts of media. That's where we're at. I, I don't remember... see additional at- chapters for a movie being charged. You two fifty, you mean, can get this behind the scenes footage. I remember pre-ordering a PS2 game, and you get so much free sh- from it, and now you don't. You just get the base game. That's because people, like you were saying, they know that people want it, so now they know that they can charge for They're it. They're taking mm-hmm. advantage of us. That's the definition of explain. Now we agree. Boom, podcast. There's no. The There's the it's our fault that this happened. They don't need to take advantage of it. He, we didn't have to he's, do this. He's been agreeing the whole time. Consumers started it. It is. We're saying the same thing, just with different results. Uh, it's because of these beers, man. I, I'll say, yeah, my last thought is, if someone pays for time boosts and all that for a game, they're already bought intending to enjoy it, then they're just stupid. And I disagree. Sure, I agree for Ubisoft to take their damn money because they're idiots. It gives you, us more I buy choices. the game and I hope everyone should be like this and be smart. You buy the game because you want to play it. All of it. And you don't care about paying to make it quicker because why the hell would you want to do that? Why pay sixty dollars for a game and then try to beat it quicker? The first so, five games in the series choice, were though. ten to twelve we can hours pay long, for that. and it's now our you're convenience. expected to spend fifty to sixty hours in these. Because every game's going that way, almost. I, I, everything's, everything's trying to so be bigger huge and now. faster. It's ridiculous. So like, that's that's my last piece. People that spend money on that are just stupid. <laughs> and developers, sure, take advantage of them because they're idiots. It's a choice. Like we are given more choice as a consumer. In this particular field of We're given a choice to spend X amount of money or X plus Y amount we don't of money have or X to, plus Y plus Z But that's Z why it's money. a good thing. We're just all three. <laughs> we all three agree on what is happening just and the reasons for it just have different outlooks on pessimism and <laughs> it's not. I don't think I'm being pessimistic. I'm angry is what it is. Right. I'm and not. I'm happy with the way it is because I feel like everything that we want from a game we have the choice we have that to experience more with the game but you were saying yourself how you enjoyed spending less money to get that same amount of stuff in the PlayStation 2 days that's me being a consumer I'm a smart consumer I'm not the type of consumer that blindly buy like buys everything that's you know fed to me with a shovel you know I think, yes. I'm drunk. It's, <laughs> yes, it's stupid that they put it in there. Do I wish it wasn't there? Of course. Yeah. But it is. It's the nature of the video game industry. It's what it is. It is I don't it have is. to fall for it. And so it's... It's the choice that gives you power. That's what I'm trying to push I don't people. think there should be a choice to begin with. No, that's bad, though. You want more choice. You have more freedom. It's going to turn into an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> I, this, I'm very excited. This is the most Pushing Buttons episode of Pushing Buttons that has existed so far. I'm trying to deliver. It's been great. Kyle's been way more enthusiastic than I thought he would be. Mr. Neutral. I think in about 
five to ten weeks' time, we'll hit on this topic again. We will. And we'll okay. probably all be saying the exact same stuff that we're saying now. Mm-hmm. I am kind of hesitant to say this, but what do you all think of this topic? <laughs> <laughs> Please kindly let us know. Have a, have discourse like what we've been having here. Healthy. It's, 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 it is healthy. We're yeah. not angry with yeah, one we another. We still love each other. Exactly. These Always. are my two favorite people in the world besides, of course, Ashley, I love you. And... All you listeners, too, I love you as well. But thank you for listening to this podcast, however you're listening to Cheers. this podcast. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like that sort of thing, you can feel free to do that. It's cool. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at PushingButtonsP. Follow us on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash PushingButtons. I almost forgot that for a second. We're talking really fast right now. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really listening to this podcast. We'll see you next week. Adios. Good night. Love you.